The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. Season 16, episode number 107. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are presented by GEICO, and we are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We've got a lot to talk about today. Tomorrow will be the NFL Draft, uh, and so we're going to get you guys ready for that. We're going to go through each position and talk about what the Cowboys could use and uh, and where we think they may use some of their picks, and, uh, and just go through the whole thing, get you guys ready. We'll, by the end of the show, we will uh, nail these guys down on who, we, who they think the Cowboys will pick with their first pick and um, and make sure that you guys are ready for the draft tomorrow. All right, so first, we do need to talk a little bit about Sean Lee. Yesterday, he makes the announcement, or at least there's the press conference, uh, where Sean uh, made the formal announcement that he is retiring from the NFL. My first question for you guys is just if you were going to wrap up Sean's career and like what your thoughts are on his career and what he meant to this team, what would it be? Let's start with you, Nick. He was a really good player. That's that's where I'm, I think he was. I mean, I, I, he could have been better um, had he played longer and, and been on the field more. Uh, he missed 58 games. That's that's almost four years of games, really. And so, uh, you know, he could have made more Pro Bowls, probably. Um, you know, and then then he would would be talking about you know Ring of Honor and maybe more than that, but not likely. But I mean, he just could have had more had had he been on the field more. But when he was on the field, he was one of the better linebackers they've ever had. I think uh, you know Jason Witten gets a lot of credit for this, and rightfully so. But I just you know Sean Lee's just. You know, if you want to see how a professional football player operates, that's what I think of when I think of Sean Lee. Just a consummate professional. He gets a lot of credit for grinding tape, but um, you know, just the way he conducts himself in general, like all business, all business when he needs to be. Uh, surprisingly fun guy when he doesn't. When it's not business time, but like. You know, when when it's time to get down to business, I don't think there was anybody who was more about his business than Sean Lee. Um, I think he one of the better players of the Jason Garrett era, and would have been even better if not for bad luck with injuries. Um, if I had to guess, yeah, like I don't I don't think he makes the Ring of Honor, which is unfortunate because if he'd been healthier, I think he would have. Yeah. Um, but like right right there on that borderline, and definitely from. You know, the time that I've covered the team, which is 2013, I think, you know, 2010 to now, I think he's one of the best handful of players that this team had when he was available. He is pretty close to perfect in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) In my eyes. I I mean, he's exactly everything that you would want a player to be, minus the injuries, of course. Um, Everyone knows that that's what has affected him the most during his whole career. But... Other than that, I mean, God, just everything about him. I mean, he has leadership in him. He's a guy that you can truly see how much he cares about the team and how good of a teammate he is. And he proved that when Leighton got here. And like to me, I, I was curious to see how that was gonna work out. But no, he he did not feel like anything. He was there and and he helped Leighton and did not feel. Um, 
you know, it, it different story. But like, for example, what happened when Dak got here and Tony got hurt, and kind of how that dynamic was very different as to what Sean Lee's dynamic was when Layton got here and Sean and Sean Lee wasn't able to be on the field. So I just I admire Sean Lee and uh and it really sucks because he's definitely a guy that puts in the work. And it's just very unfortunate that he suffered through so many injuries, but it just you know that it wasn't because he didn't try. He tried his best, and we, he gave everything he could. For sure. We say this a lot. I think a big thing, one of the biggest things that would surprise fans is how many guys in the NFL don't, like, love football. You know, some of these guys, it's a job, or they're just really good at it, and it's a means to an end to, you know, be, you know, get what they want out of life. Mm-hmm. That's not Sean Lee. That, like, Sean Lee is that guy who, like, eats, breathes, sleeps football. It's all he wants to do. It's all he wants to talk about. Um not everybody in an NFL locker room is like that, but he definitely was. Yeah, my, my favorite Sean Lee story. I was trying to think about some, you know, like what, what's my Sean Lee story other than when he uh, walked up our stairs with the That's what I was with the, go with. Uh, you, you, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that? Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, that was awesome. Um, well, I'll just say it. I mean, he, yeah. it was Brian that brought us. It was his 50th, 50th birthday, birthday, and Sean yeah. wore 50. And he put his jersey on and walked, was, walks up with a cake. And, I think he know. even said something. He was like, I heard it's somebody's birthday. Yeah, like, like he, he can play along and all yeah. that. Yeah. But, I, but I remember his rookie year, We did the back when we did the, the train from Oxnard uh, down to San Diego for a preseason game. And um, we... It was his, his rookie season, and I was like going to do an interview with him. And the PR was trying to set up an interview with him. So I was like, oh, okay, let's do it on the train. And so it's the day before the game, and this is rookie year. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't do it. I have to watch tape. And I was like, what? What? Like, <laughs> what is that? Like, the day before the game, you know, your rookie year? And I thought, well, one of two things. Either he's already figured out how to get away from doing media interviews, or two, he really is just that focused in doing stuff, and I think it's a combination of both. I think he kind of didn't love talking to the media, but he did it. But he also he was just a studier, and that that was happening since since day one. I wish more people were like him on the team. His uh, his preferred cleats stopped being made like a long time ago, <laughs> and he used to like him and the equipment staff would like scour any website that sold sporting goods just so he could get this. Whatever I don't even know the model, but it, like it, he had to have this cleat, and so like anytime if he could get the equipment guys to find a pair on sale, or if he saw them somewhere, like just buy them, whatever. I don't care. Like I don't care how much they cost. He just had to have that certain like the attention to detail, just the stuff that he thought about. I just it cracks me up. Mm-hmm. I would love to know if that was a, a shoe that was like back from the 1950s or 60s. No, or it was it was like a 2011 Air Max or so. I don't know. Okay. It wasn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. it was, but he 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 was like, I need I need my cleats, and I'll do what I got to do to get them. It'd be such a great story though if it was like these oh, 1970 sure. pair of shoes, and he's just that kind of guy. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. It would feel really great if that was it. Um, so, does this, in, in your opinion, change anything about how the Cowboys should be address um, addressing the draft or even free agency as you head toward the summer uh, with the the retirement of, of Sean Lee? Um, from a linebacker standpoint, no, because I don't think he was really going to factor in much anyways. But um, you need to get somebody in there. And I asked the question yesterday, and I didn't really mean it to sound like Dak wasn't the leader. I'm really talking more about defense. 
Who's your leader on defense? I mean, you know, is it D-Law? I mean, it, it, it needs to be because Sean Lee, from a vocal standpoint, Tyrone Crawford, Sean Lee, they need to get some guys with some leadership abilities in here. Now, it's hard to do that as a rookie, but, you know, if you're, if you're a good player, you can come in and do it. So I think, I think that would be something that if it works out, they need to get some guys that have leadership qualities. I think whether fans like it or not or whoever likes it or not, I think if you ask those guys in the locker room, I think they would probably say it's Tank and it's Jalen, uh, the two leaders of that defense, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd throw in Leighton. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, Sean listed off a bunch of guys when he was asked about leaders on the team last year, but he, he did say Trayvon Diggs, which I thought was interesting. He did. Huh. He said, I mean, he said Trey, but who, who, oh, else, who, who else would he be talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Tank, Jalen, Leighton. Those, he I mean, said Antoine Woods. He did say, yeah. He said a couple names that kind of. I was like, okay, all right, let's God, go. It almost got to the point where if you didn't, if you didn't mention, if he didn't this, list you off, like, that what are you doing? Might have been a problem. <laughs> well, uh, to answer, I I thought about that a little bit because I've been sitting here this whole time thinking that Sean was maybe waiting to see what they did in the draft. Like, you know, if they get a top 100 linebacker, sorry, it's not in the cards. If it doesn't work out that way, sure, mm-hmm. we'd love to have you back. And I, you know, I don't want to assume too much, but maybe it was really, you know, in the Cowboys' minds, that was never really a thing. And, I, th- you know, Sean mentioned his, you know, his loyalty to the organization. They did so much for him. They helped him through so many injuries. I bet he, I mean, if he was just determined to play, I have to believe that there would there's a deal out there for him somewhere. But... You know, and I, I don't want to speak for him, but maybe he, you know, better to retire a cowboy and not worry about that, which I thought was pretty admirable. And he's done stuff like that throughout his career. But you know, with all due respect to him, not having him here, I don't think it affects too much. Linebacker was something they needed to worry about, regardless of whether he was here. People have talked about him being a coach for a long time. Is that what you expect to be next for him? I don't know. Maybe. It has to be. <laughs> I mean, we just got done talking about him being so passionate about the game and loving the game so much. And I know he's hinted at it a few times before, and everyone has talked about it. I mean, I don't think there would be anyone that would be like, oh, no, he would suck as a coach. He seems like someone who would be a really, really good coach. And we've seen him with his peers, you know, the way that he he's out there on the field and he helps other people's uh, other guys out on the field. So I think he would really be a great coach. But I'm glad that he didn't jump <laughs> into saying he was going to do that um, in yesterday's press conference and that he did say that he's going to take his time and take some time away. Um so that that's good that he's not like rushing into it, and it's good to hear from Jerry Jones that he's open to you know, basically said that the doors are open and he's welcome back anytime. Which Mike McCarthy kind of said that as well. It was like it was sort of hidden in one of his answers, but he was like you know, until a day where we see Sean in the building again or something like you know not didn't offer him a job during the press conference, but he sort of alluded to the thought that that would be something he'd be open to. But I I agree with you. I was almost relieved to hear that Sean say, like, I'm going to take some time and sort of decompress and close this chapter of my life. Because that, I, to be blunt, I don't, I don't always think that's healthy when a guy just jumps right into it right away. you got to process, you know, you were a football player for 25 years, and, and, and uh, you know, Sean Lee is definitely sad about retiring. Like, take some time, just reflect, and it'll be there for you in a year or two years or whenever you want to do it. Well, they always say, like, you know, if you're, if you're a player – 
you know, you got to go into coaching. It's like, man, th- those are some long hours there. You know, you, oh, it's yeah. not just an easy thing. But for him, I mean, he's already been like that. He's been a, a guy that's that's been, you know, studying the tape and film for hours upon hours. And so I don't think that would be a, a huge transition like it would be to other players. That's true. And I don't want to speak for Sean Lee, but, like, I can imagine his wife being like, really? Like, <laughs> you don't want to take any time yeah. before you go right. into, like, having these 18-hour days. Yeah, yeah so. that's the hard part is, you know, I would think for his family, they probably, his wife, would probably want him to take a little time just to spend a little time, right? You know, yeah. after all these years of putting football first. Yeah. I my only my only question would be, and it's it's a little tricky when you are a player, I mean you're not a coach. You can be a leader and all that and try to lead by example, but if they don't follow, then they don't follow. And that's what I wor- worry about a little bit is that okay, well, Leighton maybe followed that path. Doesn't seem like all the other linebackers did and did exactly what he did. Not just linebackers, the other defensive linemen and all that. So there's not a lot of people that we hear about that are doing what Sean Lee does. So if you're going to be a coach, you just you hope you can get that message across. And maybe it's easier as a coach than, than as a peer. Well, yeah. as a coach, you can hold them accountable. Right. It's a little different as a player. It's hard to... Hold guys accountable, right? That's when you want the coach to hold them accountable. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, all right. didn't seem like that always happened. Well, or, I don't know. Or I wasn't year. there. I yeah. wasn't there, so I can't say that. But yeah, I would think that the coach should be the one that's going to hold them accountable. Right. Yeah. I don't think right. it's. I, was, I, I don't. It's. I don't think you're. I mean, I, there's. I think there's a leadership vacuum on that defense right now, and maybe Jalen and Tank can step into it. You know, and, and you know, you think about. Jason Witten talked a lot about that when his career was ending. Of like, well, it's not my team anymore. Even though I've, I'm the 16 year vet, yeah. and, you know, I, I got to let Dak and Zeke and not. I don't think there was any tension between Sean Lee and those guys. But just it's different when he's just gone as opposed to mm. still being on the team but having a lesser role. And maybe, you know, somebody there is going to say, I'm I'm the guy now. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is one of the three longest tenured players on this team. I was about to ask this yeah. question. Who is it? It's, it's, well, you've lost your top three ten- tenured guys, right? It's Tyron, Zach, and Demarcus, I believe. Like, I mean, Tyron. Tyron, Tyron's still ancient. Tyron is yeah. number one. Zach. Yeah. still ancient. But, I mean, like, the, the guys from the 2014 draft class are the longest tenured players Jeez. here. Yeah, I know. It may, Tyron, I, 2011. Yeah. And then Zach, Demarcus. I'd have to look to see who's after them. I think but Randy was next. Randy's one of them. I You're think right. Randy was next. Game, yeah. uh, game. Now, of course, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, play? we're talking about years on the roster okay. or years, yeah. years in the organization. Because yeah. when, you, when you're talking about games played, I bet you Dak and Zeke are right in there in the top five. Yep. I would or agree. Anthony Brown, maybe. It's weird, yeah. man. It's, I, it's weird. This is a young team. It's a very young team when you think of it from that standpoint. Well, and then all, just they lopped off. All those guys that were hanging around. I mean, Chris Jones, LP, now mm-hmm. uh, Sean Lee, Crawford, Tyrone Crawford. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lot of years. Tyron is the la- which I started in April of 2013. Tyron's the last guy on the team who was here before me. That makes me feel real weird. <laughs> I know. I don't. I know. Team. I don't want to hear it from y'all. I know. <laughs> coming I know. in. I know. You've seen a lot of them come and go. I man. get it. I get yeah. it. What? Sorry, right. you're getting old, Dave. I know. You are. I hate it. Where's the gray? Oh, it's there. If you look. 
and okay. more my hair than my beard. But anyway. Okay. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to jump into draft talk. We're going to go through every position. We're going to talk about the needs. We're going to talk about best fits. We're going to talk about uh, where the Cowboys should consider drafting particular positions. Uh, and then Dave's going to give us some names as well, some players you might want to keep an eye on this weekend. We'll do all that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Back to the break. Cowboy fans, it's time to enter the Draft Pick Challenge. It's free to play. It's presented by DraftKings, and you get a chance to win two 2021 season tickets. You submit your picks before the draft starts tomorrow, April 29th. You have to be 21 years of age or older to play. Mm-hmm. To see the official rules and enter now, go to dallascowboys.com slash Challenge. Basically, just try to get as many picks right as you can. There you go. All right. Appreciate you uh, joining us. We're back. It's our second segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by GEICO. Um, let's jump into some draft, draft talk. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to have a series of questions for you guys that we'll go through for each position. We're going to start first with the quarterback position. My first question for you is, if you were to rate uh, their need at this position, 10 being it is absolutely necessary, 1 being don't need it, don't want it, um, where would you rank the quarterback position? Dave, let's start with you. Six. Yep. I mean, I think the two guys, the two main guys behind Dak have started two combined games. And you have Cooper Rush, who has been in the league for a long time and hasn't really had an opportunity, or I want to say an opportunity, just hasn't shown anything. Um, mm-hmm. I know Garrett Gilbert looked awesome against Pittsburgh. It doesn't convince me that you shouldn't. You should always be trying to get better at quarterback. Mike McCarthy said that yesterday. Um, I think A.J. McCarron is the best thing resembling a veteran option left on the free agent market. So, Okay, three then. 
I, I was going to say, uh, or you said six. Is, ten is being the, ten you, is you really want. Ten is one, you really need it. Nine. Oh, oh wow! I thought six <laughs> was going to be high. high. Yeah, got to get one now. If AJ McCarron's your best quarterback, I mean, basically since Alex Smith retired, I mean, most of the guys who have started yeah. games in the league are signed or retired. Yeah, I want somebody better than Danucci. I want to draft someone better than Danucci, and I'm probably going to keep Garrett Gilbert. On the, I'm probably going to go with three quarterbacks. If you're not getting a quarterback early, though, are you going to get anybody that's better than Ben, ben Danucci? Yeah, feel pretty certain on that. Yep, I, I would. There are guys in this draft that you can get. Yeah, better. I hate to dog Ben Danucci. I mean, he did what he could behind a terrible offensive line, but Ben Danucci was a fringe pick. I mean, he, seventh round, yeah. one of the yeah. last guys taken. Like. There are guys with probably more natural ability. I think and, you could and, find. And give me a guy that that's played, you know, in, in crowds that are more than like fifteen thousand. You know, at, 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 for what I'm asking him to do right now. Don't throw the Tony Romo thing at me because I don't think the Cowboys are going to let this guy sit for four years before he actually plays in a game. So I do think that the, the moment was so big for him on Sunday. And why wouldn't it be Sunday Night Football against the Eagles? You've never played other than James Madison, no preseason games. Um, you know, and and, he, and and Danucci might be better if you get some preseason games in there. But I think that you have a chance to get somebody. Um, I would fifth round just seems like it's it's it'd be doable. And you got ten picks. Yeah, I think you you get one. Amber, what's the earliest pick you'd use on a quarterback? Well, I feel like I'm completely opposite than these two guys. I'm like, I would put it at like three or two as far as if we're specifically looking at the draft. If it was free agency, I would probably uh, rate it higher for someone that has experience. But especially after we went down through looking at each draft every year and stuff, once you start getting to the that area of the draft, like Nick was saying, fifth round around there i mean it's like completely hit or miss you just don't know so honestly i'm i would rather spend that on a defensive player than on a quarterback especially after signing dak prescott and again we don't know what could happen we don't know if he can re-injure himself or any of that but i'm okay with (laughs) i'm not gonna say i'm okay but i i would rather see garrett gilbert than bring someone in from the draft and expect that guy to be any better than the previous guys that they brought in, Bendinucci, Cooper Rush, and so what are all these other names? I already forgot these other guys. Garrett from Gilbert. the No, 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 from the past. Guys that have oh, been brought oh, in yeah. later, oh, later. I don't remember that either. That, I thought that, you meant the guys on the team no, right no, now. No, no, no. I'm saying like the Bendinucci, the Cooper Rush, the mm-hmm. those type of Mike guys. Mike White? Mike White. Yeah. yeah, you just, yeah. For, they just, you just forget about them. Who so, was a draft pick, by the I'm way. I'm not spending so, a pick on It's not guaranteed to work. Yeah. Gary yeah, I mean, Gilbert 2.0. Who? Started at Texas, went to SMU. Bouchel? Yeah. No. He's, he's one of the guys on my list. Because... The thing with like they there's no way they can touch a quarterback on the first two days. They got four picks. They got too much other stuff no. to do. Saturday's the day, so you're out on Kyle Trask. You're out on Kellen Mond. You're out on obviously the big guys. Like those guys are all going to be gone. So I think I'd rather take Ellinger than take Bouchelle. 
Franks. Okay. That's honestly Felipe Franks would be a good spot here for the Cowboys. I got I got no love for Arkansas, but I would like that pick a lot. <laughs> I really would. He's oh, got he's a Florida guy. He's he's both. I, oh, you're right. I, well, I don't like I got I don't got love second, for Florida either. Second fastest forty time among quarterbacks, which shocks me because I watched him play last year. What shocks me is that he actually made forty yards without falling down. Like Franks is he's not smooth with the run, but he's big six what six six. He's six, a big five. guy. He's got a cannon big arm. arm. Good attitude. Can all that run. stuff. Doesn't, so he's got all the intangibles. Yeah. yeah, he's not a great decision maker. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he likes to. He's a. He's kind of a YOLO ball guy. But like that's why you sit behind pro quarterbacks <laughs> and develop. Yeah. So I. I mean, if they could get him in the fifth or sixth round, I'd be all for I it. I think we're all on the same. I mean, fifth or sixth would be good. But, yeah, would but be like she said, not me. I you, said specifically, I, I am not on the same page. <laughs> I was about to say. Like she said, if it didn't happen, it, w- it wouldn't lead off Sports Center that the Cowboys didn't draft a quarterback. Good point. So if it did, it probably would. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. even if they don't get one, you're gonna get you're gonna pick up some free agent. So you, they're gonna get a rookie. We're not gonna finish this if we spend okay. like we just <laughs> spent ten we'll, minutes we'll on better. quarterback. We'll yeah, we'll move on to the next position. Let's go to running back. What's the need? Ten to one. Three. I put it. I just. I only say that. Just in my opinion, Amber's going to disagree with this because she like she's like, give me good players that'll make the team better right now at every spot. Day three, you got six picks on day three. If you like the guy, pick him. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Like, yeah, they got needs, but if a running back that shouldn't be there is there, draft him. I don't care. So I say three. You got Zeke. You got Tony. And that. And even if you're worried about Zeke's contract, he he's here for two years. Tony's here for two years. Yeah. This is not something you need to worry about right now. But if there's a player you like, do it. That's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, see? Amber's like, what are you talking about? We need a linebacker. You guys are crazy. I mean, our but focus here is on defense, not freaking should, offense. Should but we just basically say, Amber, until we get to the defensive side of the ball, leave them alone. You're like, I'm yeah, out. I mean, okay. realistically, I'm, I'm looking at, okay, this year, this specific year, Who's going to be playing on the field? And, and and I get it. We saw it last year. How many injuries happen and the crazy things that can happen. But at the same time, you got Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. You know those guys are not getting off the field for you to throw in a guy that you drafted in the fifth round or sixth round. It's whatever. So I'm not, I'd am not. rather spend all those picks. I need every single pick on defense mostly unless, unless there is – this tight end that we keep hearing about, I, I, I won't be that mad if that was to happen. But otherwise, everything else, I'm spending it on defense or an offensive line player. This is, uh, which I get it. I hear you, and I know a lot of people share that opinion. But, like, that's that's the great frustration of the two different philosophies of the draft. Like, Bradley and I played defense. They got him way after anybody thought they could last year. He didn't play. Like, one, mm-hmm. once you get to day three, all bets are off. Just take the best player. I don't care what position he plays. I mean, Because odds are he's not going to get on the field anyway, even if he plays a position that you need. I'll guarantee you this. In assuming they take ten players, I guarantee you that they do not take more than six defensive players. It'll be 6-4 if it's not 5-5. Five, five. It won't be seven to three defense. I could see it. It just depends on how it falls. I, I don't know. I agree. I agree with you yeah, for the most part, six, though. Six four, maybe. You never. Nobody's ever yeah. just like ten to nothing no. or nine to yeah. one. No, like, it, it'll be the they'll take. I mean, I think you kind of do need to to look at running back. So I'm going to say like five there. Because really, yeah, because where do they fit? Where would they fit right now? Well, I mean, it depends what they can do. But I, I think you're going to get a more well-rounded player, not a specialty Pollard guy, a, a poor man Zeke 
type of uh, back. And, uh, you know, I mean, I know it's, I'm not going way back in the draft, but I'm looking at a Marion Barber type guy in the fourth, fifth round that, that had to split carries and so that maybe he didn't get as much stats. But, you know, for a game or two, he can do it, and he'll show you some things. And, you know, you like you love to see those guys in preseason as well. Um, but but that might be what you have in Rico Dattle. I mean, I'm not, not mm-hmm. really sure. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'd say – I say they, I, I bet they draft a running back. But I don't think – again, it's not like a huge need. Another thing – and we'll finish this. I know running back's not important, but – <laughs> You're not convincing an undrafted free agent to come here, a running back. Like, wh- right. how on earth? So if you sure. like if you like a guy, that's your Ben DiNucci. Like, that's your true. seventh you round flyer, you better draft him if but you want him to come. it's the Cowboys. Yeah, you're never going to get to play. <laughs> right. You will be sitting on come, the bench. Come to Dallas where you might not make the team, and even if you do, you'll never Maybe play. Maybe you get to play special teams. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you get to play special teams. All right, let's move on to the next position, wide receiver. What do we uh, rank this? My assumption is we're all going to be, you know, this is a <laughs> – Okay. Let me just ask the question. On a on a one to ten scale, where do you put the need at, at wide receiver? I put it I put it at a six. <laughs> Probably because I'm in love with wide receivers. But again, you know, we talked about this for years with the offensive line. Is like keep a strength a strength. Just keep drafting guys. Michael Gallup's in a contract year, Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown are in contract years. Like it looks amazing right now, but drafts are for four and five years, not one. And should it be the first round pick? Probably not. Should it be the second round pick? Probably not. But Could I talk you into your guy at one if he's there? Absolutely. Me? <laughs> yeah. Me? Yeah. Yeah, right. If Jalen Waddle or Jamar <laughs> Chase is there, either one. You you sh- you're not doing your job right if you're not at least talking about it. Again, like again, this is not about one year, it's about five. But we we don't know that they think that way. We don't, but I bet they do. I mean, I mean I I I refuse to no. believe they don't think that those guys are two of the 10 or 12 best players in the draft in my opinion. Um is well, it a huge need? No. But you can do a lot of fun stuff. Like if Jamar Chase was on this team, you could trade Michael Gallup for a player or a pick or whatever. Or you you know, you could you could do something with Amari if you wanted to. Like you always gotta have an open mind about this stuff. Do I think they'll do it? No. Do I think they should do it? No. But it's at least something you should talk about. Yeah, here, here's a thought. I I don't think I've actually said this in ever. But a speed guy, you know, receiver. That that would be something that I think that they should look at. This team's Welcome got, to the 2004 <laughs> version of Cowboys. Bridge. This team, yeah, 2004. I was telling you about a guy named Hester that maybe would be right, good. but uh, no. I, I just think that as good as the receivers are, great as they are and can be, there's not that go guy. They don't have that guy, and that's what Waddle would give you uh, yeah, for would. sure. But uh, you know, I'm looking at middle rounds of, of guys like that, so. There's a guy like I told you the other day. There's a guy at Auburn named Shorts. That guy was yeah. playing, he was running track. He's so fast. That I mean, somebody like that. And, and you, if you get later on in the rounds, and those guys can run, you, obviously they they got their warts in, in their game or whatever. But that's the one guy receiver that I'm gonna take is the guy that's that's in the four two four three four three. Not gonna be a four two, but like four three four four range. Uh, your boy Schwartz. I know. I mean, it was yeah. unofficial, but he was unofficially clocked at like four two eight or something like that. I mean. I'm just saying, in a perfect world, they have two fourth they have two fourth round picks, one fifteen and one thirty eight. In in my perfect world, one of those would be a receiver. Yeah, not somebody that needs to play this year, but you know, Michael Gallup insurance, we'll call it. Yep. Yep. Amber, uh, I don't know, man. I that's a hard one for me to assess because I 
I get it. We look yeah. at the future and all that, but I only care about now. And I, I say this every time. I only care about this year. And I know that Ma Michael Gallup, his contract is coming up and all that. So you're going to need a receiver later on. But as of right now, and I know this is not how you draft. I get it. I get it. But I just can't help myself but to be like, I don't care about what happens next year. I just care about this year. Yeah. Okay, so let's assume for a second that the people that are making the comparison of Waddle to uh, Tyreek Hill, let's assume you could get Tyreek Hill at number 10 in the first round. Are you willing to do that? No. Yes. <laughs> Draft him. Trade Michael Gallup to somebody who's got a young cornerback that I can add to my roster. and Let's party. And, and I'm, I can hear the people yelling at me, and I don't care. Mm. Right. Well... I mean, that's a that's a tricky one. It really is because I mean, you're still you 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 need I mean defense. There's no doubt you need okay. to fix defense. But I mean, you do have to look at the long term. You have to, and and you know, you can piece some things together on defense. This team isn't very good at it, but some teams are. Maybe Quinn is a lot better at it. But you know, you, you could you could make the case at receiver, like he's saying. You could make the case at, at offensive line and go. You're up here. You, there's special linemen, and you're probably going to need one at one point. You know, but it just depends on who who you think is special, and and that's I don't know. We we, we have something on the website going later today called "What Would You Do," not what we think they are going to do, Sertan and all that. Mm -hmm. What would you do? And this guy says Waddle. And, and and that's that's what he's saying. And I'm saying Micah Parsons, Penn State. That's what I would do at number ten if he's there, I'm taking him. As you, these would be your these would be your top yeah. guys it's like, that you think would be there. And you're assuming that the cornerbacks are on the board and you would take those two? Yeah. Yep. Probably. Yep. if those corners wow, are there, dude. I'm taking him. Have you seen Jalen Waddle play? You are gonna leave Sports Center. I'm not. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> People and you know people get like people get mad. There are ways you can solve these problems. Like I, I mean, trade Michael Gallup or or sign Richard Sherman after the draft is over. I again, and I think I think the world of Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn, and I think it'll be a good pick if that's who they pick tomorrow night. But I'm not I'm not gonna let being afraid of what happened last year hold me hostage from passing on a badass. Are you not? Does I'm that trading Mark oh Cooper? Or, Say again? Trade I'm Cooper. Trading that's Mark Cooper. Well, that's if if you get into that situation, yeah, maybe so. I, the one thing I'll say is, like, maybe part of my problem here with wide receiver is I keep thinking about the Detroit Lions years ago when they went first-round wide receivers, what, three years in a row? Um, Charles Rogers. Yeah, Charles Rogers. Like, it's just it – just, it, there is a point where you can have too much of yeah. something because you just can't get the full value out of it. That's true. And, and, but you and can't that's the part that worries me a little bit. You can a little bit more receiver. You can have some fun with some of the, the packages. No, you, you cannot have some fun. Not this year. Have some fun another <laughs> year. But you guys are – Oh my, you guys are frustrating me right now because I just refuse. I refuse to draft. Like if we're rating the Derek's fault, this whole thing's Derek's fault. It's not my fault. You started the draft show like on after Thanksgiving. Like every, this is this is what happens when you get to this point. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna talk about why you should draft a punter at some point. I mean everything is gonna. Are you saying we know you it's gonna be Sertan or Horn? We know it. Dave knows it. Everybody knows it. But yeah. at this point, it's just it's like let's have but, some fun here. Also, like it, I know you believe it. Too. It is fun. I, I just I just want people to think outside the box a little bit more. That's all. And I I can't I can't. Um, what's the word? You shouldn't. You know, like 
we needed cornerback, but he we rate him an eight out of ten, and this guy's an eleven out of ten. And so, but we're, we need the cornerback. Like that's not. And Jerry that's said bad it yesterday. Building. He doesn't, he doesn't tell us building. a lot, but he said yesterday, "Don't be so stupid with your needs." He said right? it. Yeah. Like he said, that. I agree with that. So Absolutely. you just wonder now. You got to figure out what their board is. There like, are ways. You know? There are ways you can fix these problems, and I don't think they'll draft Waddle. And at the end of the day, they probably shouldn't. But I just get frustrated when people are like, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." It's like, no, adding great players to your team is not stupid, and you can work around it. Think about it like this, and and I know this sounds kind of silly, but when you're playing fantasy football, okay, and you're drafting, I know my strategy is always like, well, when it gets to the middle rounds, like I'm gonna start the run on the tight end. Well, tight ends now a different thing, but like I'm gonna start the run on the defense or maybe the kicker or whatever, because. It's a little early, but guess what? I got the best one. I know that. Just like at linebacker, you know? That's why I like about Parsons. I got the best one. Um, cornerback, you're probably going to be able to say that, too. You know, you got the best one. Of course, tight end as well. So, I mean, there's if, – if, and I think we're not talking about linebacker being more of a need than corner. Really. I mean, think about, like, corner. Oh, we got to have a corner. got to have a corner. Well, but – I mean, if you had to start right now, you'd start Anthony Brown and, and uh, Jordan Lewis and Trayvon Diggs. But at linebacker, you'd start in Jalen Smith and Layton if he's healthy, and, and then you don't know who's the third guy. And, I mean, I think there's more. And, and definitely got questions down the road at linebacker. So yeah. I think linebacker may be a bigger need. All right, let's jump to the offensive line. Uh, let's talk about it. I want to talk about it kind of as a okay. group because – I think that's where you kind of have to like look at this position. Uh, where would you rate the offensive line as far as need? Ten to one. For me, tackle is at like an eight. I put the interior at like a five or a six. Yeah. Fair. I like that. Eight. I was thinking eight and yeah, eight, eight, five, eight, six. McCarthy said something interesting to me yesterday, which was like he was he he basically said like I would guess with ten picks we're going to draft. He said a lineman, but he was talking about the interior. He was specifically talking about like maybe Center. adding competition for Tyler Biotis. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there saying. Well, you got Connor, you got Zach, you got the other Connor. Connor McGovern played center in college. Like, it seems fine to me. Um, but again, when you have ten picks, why not? But like, from I hope, I really hope one of these four top one hundred picks is a tackle. I really hope it is. I would write. I mean, about the same. I I just. We hear it every year where you're expecting all oh, Tyron Smith to be healthy again, and then now you add Lyle Collins to the mix, and it's there's always an injury problem there. And I don't want to have just a good passing game. I need my running game to be able to work as well. And I think that was a big issue. I mean, clearly it was a big issue last year, but I think that part of it was what was happening with the offensive line. So I need Ezekiel Elliott to get back into form and get help from the O-line. So I I see it as a pretty high need. All right. Let's jump to the tight end position because this is one that's been talked about over and over and over again this season, mainly because in the top – of the first round, you've got a guy that appears by all most people's accounts to be a very special player. I'm talking a, a generational type player in Kyle Pitts. First of all, where do you rate this as far as a need for the Cowboys? And then you can talk a little bit about are you willing to jump outside of that for someone that's supposedly going to be this great or projects to be this great in the NFL? It's really funny because I don't I don't see tight end as a big one. Need. One I, for a need. I, I say three. I I didn't put anything that low because yeah. like you can always find you can always upgrade your talent. I said three or four. 
like tight end is such a hard position to, for guys to adjust to. It took Blake Jarwin some time. Dalton Schultz didn't really break out to his third year. It's very rare to see, especially like the further back you go, the steeper the learning curve. And so I like this current strategy of just adding guys in free agency. Like Blake Bell did a good job. I like the Jeremy Sprinkle signing. You got Sean McCune still here, and then you got your two. If they didn't draft one, I wouldn't even care. Yeah. But Kyle Pitts, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's the guy. You, you do it. Or, you draft. Or you, you draft him because you're not he's there. Because you're not drafting a tight end so much. You're drafting yeah. a just a freak player. And let's be honest. I mean, we know he's not really, really a tight end. He's going to be a mismatch. But but I guess I'll ask you this because you guys have looked at tape. Is he is he putting his hand down and yes. going up against defensive ends? I mean, can he get in the way like the tight end? He's do? not Marty B, but he can. He's better. He, he's a better blocker than he gets credit for. I thought you were going to say better than Witten, which well, probably. he's better. He's probably he's better now than Witten was in the final years of his career. I don't know if he's Perfect. better than Prime Witten, but because he he's can, a he's a much he can, better receiver. He can get on the and line. He'll get better, I would yeah. assume, once he gets to the NFL. Perfect. He's six six two fifty. He can get on the line. He can chip the end. He can help the tackle. He could. Pro- I wouldn't want to put him against an end one-on-one and hope that it's going to go well, but like he can do what he needs to do. Would you? Okay, I'll ask you this. Would you trade up for him? Eight. He's mm. fallen to eight. What are you giving up for That's, that trade? Uh, third? Probably one of your one of your days. Yeah, probably your, one of your thirds. Just from ten to eight? No, not me. No, and not, not me either. And that's I'm, I'm, not gonna, tra- I'm not moving up for anybody. There's not a player out there I would move up. For. I sound like I'm talking out of both sides no. of my mouth because well, I I love you Kyle want, Pitts. You he's want my, picks. He's my favorite player in the draft. But they need to make four picks in the top 100. They need mm. guys that can come in and help. And the need at tight end isn't dire enough that yeah. they should be getting rid of those resources. I agree. If right. if you did need a position like this, if you needed it, then yeah, I'd go get it. But I'm not trading up for yeah. it. But. No, I agree. Would you? But would you take him at ten? With I would. It, you would. No, <laughs> no time would elapse. That's would, the one guy I would take. Like it would be nine fifty eight on the clock, and it would go dee 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 ding dee dee ding ding. The Cowboys but, have made their pick. But but but, <laughs> but but wait, but wait, because there is a team sitting at I don't know sixteen. I don't even know what that looks like. But there is a team five or six picks back that just desperately would love him. And they don't play you all the time, so they're in the AFC. And then they they call and they say, "Do I get their one next year?" Yeah, next year's one. Next year's one. And I, see, I'm, I don't I, think that. I don't know if you. I don't think 16? you could get next year's it, one. It, I think you. Would well, I don't know. I don't know. It, I will say this: if I was going to get next year's one, and by the way, there were at least three, four guys still on the board that I want. I'm talking yeah. one of the two offensive linemen, I just one of the two cornerbacks. Who's going to get picked if he's there and all the other guys? Well, are still, yeah, you know? I mean that's the, you. You would have to at that point. You'd have to have all five quarterbacks that are projected yeah. as possibilities in that top five. You would have to have at least two of those wide receivers two in receivers that top five, right? And two offensive linemen. So I you're know, sitting there with. You know. We we said this about Lamb last year, and it worked out. But there were two other great receivers. Pitts is the only tight end. It's really hard to imagine a scenario where he falls that far. I think starting at four and going until eight, I just nah. I can't I can't yeah. see it. I can't see him getting out of. But out if of he's there team. and they don't pick him, I might walk off the set of the show. Honestly, <laughs> like we're live broadcasting the draft, I'll be so upset if they pass on because and if they do, if they do pass on him, he'll be a giant or an eagle. So have yeah. fun, get ready. And I do not want to see that. All right, we're gonna take our final break. When we come back, we'll talk about the defensive side of the ball, the area where Amber's really focused in, and she'll give us lots of really great insight on that. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. 
Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of mine. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To the break. Dallas Cowboys football and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Dance youth camps are back this summer for athletes and dancers of all skill levels. It saves $25 with early bird pricing now through May 10th. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Geico. We're talking about the defensive side of the ball now. Let's start with the defensive tackle position. Uh, give me your, your assessment of this as a need 10 to 1. The fun thing about defense is like your number should be high everywhere. Yeah. Like, everywhere? I think I put I put seven. I put seven eight on D tackle, and I would only say se- they have bodies. That's the only thing. Like they they have enough bodies at D tackle to play right now. Not maybe you don't feel great about the talent level, but Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, Antoine Woods, and the two new guys, Carlos Watkins and Brent Urban. Like you can play with that, but mm-hmm. I would love to add to it if they mm-hmm. can. Yep. Agree. Same yep. thing. Yep, agreed. And and probably in the top with your top four picks, I think I think that would be ideal. It's, you know, that's where you got Gallimore last year, got Tristan Hill the year before that. I don't remember. I mean, Antoine Woods wasn't drafted, I don't believe. But. No, that's the funny thing. Like people are like, we need to draft a D tackle. We've been ignoring it. And I'm like, they drafted the one in the second and the third in back to back years, so that yeah. doesn't hold water. And, and Malik Collins in two, in 2016. And I mean, you know, they've drafted defensive tackles, just not in the first round. I would, yeah. Which that's it's frustrating because you know the top 100 picks are where all my focus is. Like I said, after that, you're just kind of throwing darts. But there's so many positions where you'd like to see them take a guy there. And you're like, I'd love to get a D tackle at 99, but I'd love to get a, you know, I'd love to get an offensive tackle at 99 too. Like it's, yeah. it's hard to figure out. All right, jump to the defensive end position. Where does it rank 
And uh, where would you think the Cowboys would consider it? This is the biggest bummer in this entire draft cycle. Because if you're drafting in the top ten, you should have a shot at a badass edge rusher. And it just doesn't seem like it's there this year. I put it at like a, I put it at a seven. I think Tank and Randy's a good duo. Terrell Basham's fine. Um, and, you know, Dorrance Armstrong, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. but So, essentially, I, you don't think they're going to be able to upgrade this position? Because anybody they oh, get, you don't you know. Can always, you can always upgrade. upgrade the position. It's going to be better than Dorrance Armstrong to upgrade it. I just yeah. don't. So I think you know, can. Okay. There's not a Bosa or a Chase Young. And, I, you know, they wouldn't have a shot at those guys anyway. Yeah. But but typically, like, there's guys. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, you remember the year they drafted Taco, there were, like, six ins. You know, Tack McKinley and Charles mm-hmm. Harris and all these other guys. It, it just doesn't seem like it lines up. Like, it would be a reach, in my opinion, if they but, drafted an edge rusher that high. But just remember that, you know, in, in Seattle, and I guess you could say the same in Atlanta, I mean, this defense I mean, with Dan Quinn, he's had some success with guys that weren't drafted super high. So, you know, maybe in the first, second round, third round, I mean, they'll be looking at defensive ends. You know their priority will be to be looking at ends, but it doesn't mean they'll be a good fit for it. This is a very not-sexy edge rusher class, but – the need is there, and Dan Quinn has a defensive line background, so like it shouldn't surprise anybody to see him draft one. I'm still recovering from what they did with Taco and the pick that they spent on him. Um, so I don't, I, I just I don't see it happening. I, I, there's no one, and of course I do not study the draft like any of you guys do, but there hasn't been a name or someone that I'm like excited for or even in the later rounds you know someone that stands out just like uh dave mentioned but just in general this is a position where i would be semi okay if they find a a, a tackle but then for defensive end they look for someone undrafted or maybe during training camp once teams start cutting guys and kind of get a better look at other players that could come in and at least add some depth and just be there and just compete. Not really expecting expecting anyone to start, but at least just to check it out. But no one stands out, honestly. All right. Linebacker. You put it. Nine. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Is this the is this the highest one you gave? No. Like, as far as positions? No. We're gonna get to that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Nine. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta get a, a linebacker. I gotta get a good one, you yeah. know. I got to get a guy in the top four picks that are, that's going to come in here and play. That's on. If I had to, and I, I've t- I've talked about this a lot, but if I had to pick a position that I really, they need to get a corner in this top one hundred, and they need to find a linebacker. Those are like the two that I really think they need to hit. And you know everything else, you just kind of let it fall how it falls. But those are the two. Yep. So and Parsons, you guys would would you guys feel comfortable? I know Nick, you've already said would. it. Would you feel comfortable at ten taking Parsons? I would. I wouldn't like it. It would, wouldn't. Why? Uh, well, and the, that's the big debate. Is in my opinion, if you're drafting a linebacker that high, he needs to be able to rush the passer. And Parsons can, but I, I, he seems like a projection. He's raw. He didn't play last year. His coverage needs some work. Like he's not this elite coverage linebacker, at least not right now. And is he good enough at rushing the passer that that makes up for it, basically? And how are you deploying all of that? Because a guy who rushes the passer who doesn't cover that well describes somebody that's already here. So yeah, I thought you were talking about somebody that was already here. So the and and a lot of people say the comp for Micah Parsons is pre-injury Jalen Smith, which is awfully enticing. Mm, yeah, 
but there's just pre-injury. That's that's really enticing. There's more valuable <laughs> positions that, I, like, I just think I think a, a lockdown corner who's good at his job is more valuable than that player, in my opinion. At ten, if they trade back, I'd be happy to draft Micah Parsons, but not at ten. I want a linebacker within the first three picks that they have, and I. I rate linebacker at number 10 as far as need. I mean, right now, in my eyes, we got nothing. There's a guy I want to bench. There is a guy that's injured, and we don't know how he's going to return as far as health-wise. So other than that, we're kind of left without much there. So uh, that's a 10 for me, absolutely. I think a big thing, to, and I don't think Nick's crazy at all for liking Micah Parsons, but one of my favorite. Maybe for other things, but maybe not for that. Well, yeah, fair. But one of my favorite aspects of this draft is there seems to be a big sweet spot for linebackers on day two. Like starting at the end of the first and going until pick 50 or 60. Like Nick Bolton out of Missouri is a guy I like a lot. Ohio State has a couple of guys, Baron Browning and Pete Werner. LSU, we've talked about Jabril Cox, who is very good in coverage. Uh, Alabama's Dylan Moses. Um, Zaven Collins out of Tulsa is more of a first-round guy, but again, maybe if you trade back. So I just think there's a variety of ways you can hit this without spending the 10th overall mm-hmm. pick, which is another reason why I'm like, well, why draft Parsons if I can get Baron Browning later? Right. So, and, and, and do you see a huge – is there a big gap between Parsons and some of those guys you just named? And is that gap as big as, say, those top two cornerbacks and then the next set of guys? That's a really interesting question. I think – I mean, if Parsons is what everybody thinks he can be, then there probably is a big gap. But, again, it's a projection, whereas – you know, I go back to Anthony Hitchens all the time, where I, which Baron Browning is a much better athlete than Anthony Hitchens. But, like, just give me the plug-and-play guy who can do what I need him to do. He doesn't have to be a freak of show. And, that's, and again, I talk about this a lot. Trayvon Diggs was arguably – would you all say he was the best corner on this team last year? Mm-hmm. Mm. He struggled a lot, did he not? Yeah, I mean, I don't th- he wasn't better than Cheeto, but Cheeto didn't play much. Okay, but – Point like Trayvon Diggs by all accounts yeah. had a very successful season. Let's say that. rookie year, relatively yeah. speaking, but he had some issues. But and that's that's what you're getting. I think the learning curve at cornerback is really steep. And if you're trying to improve that, I would run, I'd much rather just pull the trigger at ten than yeah. take my chances mm-hmm. later. That's true. All right, so we're talking about the cornerback position. My assumption is we all agree that is a top-notch need for the Cowboys. Ten. Uh, give me a few names, Dave. If we got beyond that first round obviously uh we all think that those guys are in the mix but give me some names that are lower second third round picks that could be fits for the cowboys at cornerbacks okay um well it's the cowboys so you gotta you gotta keep your eye on caleb <laughs> farley. farley yep he was he was arguably, he was arguably the best corner in this class we'll see how far he falls we know jerry jones is not afraid to pull the trigger on that type of guy so he's what was the, what was the surgery that he had to have he had a back surgery but it, his the list it, is pretty long honestly it, it was similar it's a similar back surgery to what romo had in the middle of the season a couple of years ago, or a few years ago it wasn't like herniated disc surgery it's like where they shave off a little it sounds terrible they shaved like, off a protrusion a protrusion on his spine that was like messing with his nerves but like players have done that in the middle of the season and played so and how long? Like I, mean, I think Romo did. He came back and played a few, a few the, weeks the, later. The report going around right now is that he played the entire 2019 season and was all conference with sciatic nerve pain down his leg. Because he had that. That's not pleasant. I know. I, can you cover Julio Jones? Like, no, that's what we need. I'm, 
Not at this point in my life, but maybe. Oh, he's no. going to be. <laughs> he's going to be Chris. Even when I was younger, I don't know. He's going to fall. All I the way think around. the I think the world of Caleb Farley if he's healthy, but that the the rap sheet scares the crap out of me. Um, oh, really? Thing. That's a cowboy. Well, no, I'm talking the health rap sheet. I should oh, say. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Don't know that term. I'm sorry. I meant okay. the medical list. Okay, good. Um, yeah. There's two guys out of Georgia that I think you should know: Eric Stokes, Stokes, and Tyson Campbell. I'd like to think one of them could be there at 44. Ifiatu Melifonwu, big, big. I when I see big DBs with Dan Quinn's history, I think of you know the guys in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So can't rule that out. Elijah Molden is a guy that I'm intrigued by because we know they don't like small guys. He's like five nine, five ten, but he's very intriguing. He, he could probably play safety. He could play in the slot. He came out of Washington, which their track record with DBs speaks for itself. I would love to draft him, but I don't trust that the Cowboys would. But He's definitely a name that I think you should know. Um, Keith Taylor, also out of Washington, he's a later on guy, but he's like six two, six three, so that's intriguing to me. But there are definitely guys you can find if you don't draft one of the big two. But I'd rather just get it out of the way. For the sake of time, do the same thing for me for the safety position because okay. I think we all agree safety is an issue. I want to know where can you find where can you find the best safety in this draft, and then tell me a few other names. I put it at an eight. Uh, it's not it's not a top heavy safety class. Trevon Merrick out of TCU is far and away seen as the best. He's probably a late first rounder. If they love him, maybe they trade up for him. And then there's a bunch of day two guys that intrigue me. Dan Quinn went to Oregon to scout Javon Holland. That's probably a, like a round two guy, a name that I think you should know. Um, Richie Grant out of UCF, really impressed at the Senior Bowl. People love him. He's a ball hawk. Uh, Jamar Johnson out of Indiana. And then, again, this is just me being stupid, but Divine Diablo, Virginia Tech. He's a 6'3", 215, safety, linebacker, hybrid guy. And I just keep thinking about the fact that Cam Chancellor went to Virginia Tech, too. And I'm like, maybe Dan Quinn likes these big, thumper, strong Mm -hmm. safety types. So those are the names that I wrote down. I think they should have a good shot at some guys on day two if that's what they want to do. Okay, before we end the show, I want to go around the table, and I want you guys to tell me, um, and this is not what you think they're going to do. It is what you hope happens tomorrow night with a first-round pick. Who do you who do you want the Cowboys to select with that pick? Nicholas, start with I, I said Parsons. I, I think he's a guy that comes right in and plays um, at linebacker. If, if they don't do that and they, they're hell-bent on a corner, I would take Horn. I like Horn over Sertan. From what wow. I've seen, uh, I think he's he's a dog, and I think this team needs it. I think he he's proved. I think if you count the best players in the last ten years at Alabama, I think Sertan is probably in the teens. I think at South Carolina, I think it's Clowney, and then and, you know maybe another guy, maybe Ken Law and Horn. I I just think he doesn't have a lot of great guys around him, and he gets it done. And the fact that he went up against Pitts shows he's not afraid to do it. Parsons or Horn for me. Okay, Amber. Um, I don't. You know, I mentioned I really want a linebacker, but I haven't. I don't really know much about any of these linebackers on here. But the one guy that I would want it, it is Horn because aside from the talent that uh, Nick just described, I liked his interview that he had with the Cowboys. I don't know, just watching him and, and the things that he said mm-hmm. and how he said it. Uh, you know, um, something about his personality and the way he he responded to some questions uh, attracted me more toward to him. So I think he would be a good fit here. And the Cowboys obviously need a corner, so someone that can come in and step in right away. And I think he would be a guy. I wouldn't be mad at that. 
I know, and I, I stand by what I said. Like, I would, they should at least consider drafting Waddle. Like, if you won't even consider it, then you're not doing your job the right way. But I don't think that'll happen. At the end of the day, I don't really think it should happen. I th- I would draft. I think it'll be Horner Sertan. I think one of them will be there. I would draft Patrick Sertan. He just strikes me as I think I think people have fatigue with him because we've known he was going to mm-hmm. be one of the best corners in the class since October, and you know he's been in every mock draft that entire time. I think people are just bored of talking about him. But he showed up at Alabama, which is the pinnacle of college football, and started from the get. He was a three-year starter for a mm. true freshman. That's impressive. For Nick Saban. Nick Saban is a DB guru. I think he knows what he's looking at. And I know, you know, some of their corners haven't worked out. I don't care about that. He's got the NFL, you know, bloodlines. He did it at a high level at the best program in the country. I don't think it's a big deal that he's already played with Trayvon Diggs, but it doesn't hurt. Like, yeah. I mean, that's nice to have. And I just think mm. he's the classic, like, his floor is so high. Like, he might not ever be Champ Bailey. But I can't imagine him busting. Whereas I think, which I like J.C. Horn a lot, but I think there's a li- like there's a little bit more risk there. I'm not sure he's as sure of a thing. So just give me the sure thing corner. Think he can step in and start right away and be good for you. And uh, I have no problems with that. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I, this is a draft where I really don't think the Cowboys can mess this up. Um, if you look at those five quarterbacks, and let's assume all five of those quarterbacks go in the top nine. Then basically the Cowboys have to choose the best person on their board out of Pitts, Horn, Sertan, Slater, and Sewell. Can you really mess that up? Like I just don't think they can mess this up. I agree. Personally, I would like them to see them take one of the two cornerbacks. But I will say this: if you take any one of those five, I feel happy coming out of the first round because I feel like the Cowboys will have addressed a need and. In their opinion, they got the best player on the board at that time. So I take either of those five guys. I think Jerry would hope that and uh, f- there's only four quarterbacks taken and that there's a fifth one sitting That's, there at 10. See if you could trade up? So, no. Trade down. Jerry, so, said, I'm sorry, Jerry wants the phone to ring. He basically said that yesterday. That's when I get worried. And the reason why I get worried is because I want one of those five players. The likelihood that I trade down, especially if I'm trading down, say, to 15, 16, 17, the likelihood I'm going to get one of those five players is now gone. I want one of those five players because I think one of those five players, like I said, I think they will be good players from the standpoint of need. They will also be the best players available at that time. And I don't know if the guy you get later is going to be as good as those guys. That's what makes this all – I love the draft. Like Some people roll their eyes at it. I don't care because I'm sitting here like Patrick Sertan would be really great. But if you told me I could get Micah Parsons or maybe even J.C. Horn at 15 and then have pick yeah. 46 from New England. Horn and, and Sertan, there's no way I think they're there at 15. You oversimplify this I think one of them is going to be selected before the Cowboys, personally. It's possible. Yeah, but That's a big risk. I'm not taking any risk. After last season, <laughs> what we saw last season, you should not have the luxury of making any trades. You need your pick. You need to stay you at spot want, 10. You want as many players to help as possible, right? <laughs> yeah, they're trying to I, no, down. Y- Yes, yes, I get so it. So let's add another pick and still get a good guy. I, just, I don't like the risk of expecting a guy to still be available at a certain spot once well, somebody good will still Two be ways available. to look at it. You can also say this team needs everybody, and so there'll be a good one. Don't rule this part out, too, when you're talking about trading down. You don't have edge rusher like up there high, but there's teams that that might because they want an edge rusher so bad. 
don't be surprised if the curveball in the top 15 is a pass rusher that you're not expecting. We've seen it before. The Raiders did it back with the third pick yep. a few years ago. I mean, like just guys like, whoa, really? I mean, I remember uh, way back when Freeney got picked. Way back when Freeney got picked, he was not a guy you. But pass rushers are valued higher. Mm-hmm. They might throw some a curve into this. And I don't. You're not unique, and I'm not talking about you specifically. But people are like, he won't be there. They're like, he won't be there at 16. And then a guy that nobody's talking about, like. Jalen Phillips goes in the top. Cleveland Farrell blew everybody. Like nobody mm-hmm. saw that. And it happens every year. Yeah. You never and people fall every year. I get that. So yeah. I I tend to agree with you, but you never know once these because they all have. I, that's one thing I love about it too. Like they all have such drastically different opinions. Like yeah. the Cowboys hate a guy that's going to get drafted in the top fifteen. They're like that guy went in the first round, or you know. They'll tell us on Friday night that the guy they drafted at 44 was their 18th Top player. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> no doubt. So that's what makes it fun. So you never know I what's going like to happen. I like this show. Okay. So thank you for having me. <laughs> Amber's just like, give me, can I get 10 all pros? Just give me 10 all pros. And all on the defense. <laughs> yeah. All on the defense. Yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate you joining us. We'll be back. Next week, uh, we'll tell you what happened with the draft. What uh, We'll give you a, a breakdown from our points of views on the picks the Cowboys will make. Make sure you check out all of our covers this weekend. We'll have the draft show going live. It'll start up tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. It'll run throughout the entire draft days, 1, 2, and 3. So make sure you check that out. We'll also have lots of content. Uh, we'll have the secret audio of the player uh, being selected and Jerry calling the player to tell them they've been selected. we got a lot of cool stuff that we'll have for you guys. So make sure you check it all out on DallasCowboys.com. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!